Welcome to the No Budget RC Podcast. I am your host, Eli, and you're listening to episode 44. So I have nothing new in the RC garage since the last episode, so we will just jump right into what I wanted to talk about. So Arma just released their 2019 version of their 8th scale lineup. So the model I wanted to talk about in this episode particularly was the 2019 Arma Creighton, or the V4 version 4 Arma Creighton. So Arma listens to their customers, and every time they release a new version, they upgrade it some. They listen to what the customers are changing, what the customers don't like, and they make improvements. So on the 2019 version 4 Creighton, they've changed the body a little bit, and they've also changed the colors available. It's either now available in either blue and black or red and black. I actually have the blue and the black version on its way to me. I ordered, that's what I ordered. The wheels and tires have changed. The wheels are a little bit beefier. They've added some material around the hexes. And the tires have a lot better looking traction on them. I'm sure they're going to be a great improvement over the old ones. And the next thing, so Arma used to be under the parent company Hobby Co., Hobbyco went bankrupt and sold off their assets. Well, Horizon Hobbies picked up some of the uh, RC brands that Hobbyco owned, and one of the brands they picked up was Arma. So, being they are now under the parent company of Horizon, the radio changed. They now come with a Spectrum STX2 radio, and uh, if you don't know Spectrum is a uh, Horizon Hobby brand. And also beings that they're now owned by Horizon Hobby, they also changed from the XT90 connectors to an IC5 connector. And that's compatible with an EC5 connector. Um, When I get mine, I will actually be cutting that connector off and putting an XT90 connector on because all of my batteries are XT90. Um, They also... A lot of people had issues with the servo saver working its way loose, and then you would lose steering, and it was kind of difficult to adjust it. So they've also introduced a new uh, servo saver that won't back off, that will not come loose. Another great feature is on the older versions, it was kind of a pain to remove the uh, motor, and to remove the uh, center differential. So now they've introduced a new motor mount where the motor actually slides out. You can undo two screws and slide your motor clear out of the vehicle, which is a lot easier to access to change pinions. And they've also included an easy access center diff. So it's much easier to pull your center diff out if you want to change the differential oils and all that and just do service on it. They've also included a tower-to-tower brace. This is a brace that goes from the front shock tower to the rear shock tower and helps support the chassis to make it more rigid and less likely to bend the chassis. Another thing is, I had the version 2 Creighton, and occasionally the uh, some of the uh, ball ends would pop off, like on the steering links. The new one has never pop off ball ends, so they've actually captured the ball end in there so that it cannot pop off. 
Another thing that I actually had issues with, I also had the 2018 Arma Outcast. And the first time I ran it, I had the the, uh, pivot ball retainers came loose. This, the new pivot ball retainers include an O-ring to help keep them from backing out. So they've done quite a few improvements. Um, I've kind of regretted selling my Arma Creighton. I've sold off my Arma Creighton. I've also sold off my Arma Outcast. And uh, now I have the new V4 Creighton on its way to me. I can't wait for it to get here. Can't wait to do a little uh, running on it and some testing. And, you know, I'll probably come back and do another episode and let you know what I think of it once I have it. But it definitely, I definitely like the improvements they've done. And kudos to Arma for listening to their customers and doing these upgrades. Because people, you know, were buying them before, you know, and then just upgrading the stuff themselves. With these upgrades and, you know, running the new controller and all that, the price did go up a little bit. The old version was $500 ready to run. These are priced at $550 ready to run. So the price did go up a little bit. But when you just compare some of the uh, upgrades they've done, if you had to do those upgrades yourself, I mean, just for instance, um, there's a company, M2C Racing, that does a quick access um, center diff for the Arma 8-scale lineup. That's 50 bucks alone right there. So, there, I mean, just doing that one upgrade, you would already be at the cost of the new one. Uh, I'm... Big fan of the blue color. I really like the blue and black. You know, it's a, a nice change. I never really liked the green ones. My Arma Cretan I had before was the red and black version. So, but the blue and black, I, I definitely like that one. Um, yeah, like I said, I can't wait to get it here. First thing I will be doing is cutting off that IC5 connectors and putting on XT90 connectors because that's what, like I said, that's what all my batteries are. That's what I run in my uh, Techno MT410, so I want to keep everything the same so that I don't have to have certain batteries for certain vehicles. I want all, all my 8th scale, you know, 4S and 6S LiPos. I want them all the same. So that's really the only negative that I can uh, come up with on what they've changed. I have yet to have my hands on the new Spectrum radio. I run... My MT410 is on a Spectrum DX5 radio, DX5C. My understanding is I cannot bind the receiver that comes in the Creighton to that radio. It's a different receiver, so that's unfortunate. So hopefully that um, Spectrum STX2 radio is a decent radio. One feature that I did see on the radio that I think is very cool is from the radio, you can switch the throttle to be only, you know, you can have it at 100%, 75%, or 50%. So if you're handing it off to somebody that is less, you know, has less experience, or a younger kid or something, you can drop it down to 50% or 75% so they don't have full throttle, which is probably a good thing. Um, My wife has talked about maybe going and running RCs with me a couple times and giving it a try. 
So that would definitely be a feature that would be good for that. I can drop it down to 50%, kind of let her get a fill for it. And then, you know, when she's comfortable, bumping up to 75%. And then once she gets the hang of it and she's, you know, feels more confident, then give her full throttle. So that is one feature of that radio that I really do like. If I want to hand it off to my wife or one of my kids, I can drop it down to 50% and kind of let them get a feel before you just turn them loose on, you know, full success power. So that's really about all I had for this episode. So until next time, guys, keep it shiny side up, and I will talk at you later. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the No Budget RC Podcast. I am your host, Eli, and you're listening to episode 45. So we always start off with what is new in my RC garage. Well, we have new since the last episode. I have some uh, brass parts that came in for my uh, Traxxas TRX-4. I got some uh, brass steering knuckles. And I also got some brass spring retainers for the shocks. Just adding a little brass to keep some weight down low to help uh, keep that center of gravity low for crawling. I also was browsing my local uh, OfferUp app and I came across a Thunder Tiger ST4G3 roller. And the guy had a pretty fair price on it. And I was thinking, man, if I still had that 8th scale brushless system, I would pick that up and put it in there. But I would sold my 8th scale brushless system. So I looking a little further down on the page. And the guy also had the brushless system for sale that came out of there. So I made him an offer on both of them. He accepted my offer. So I picked it up. And I now have a Thunder Tiger ST4G3 uh, four-wheel drive truggy, 8th scale truggy. I was able to put it together with parts I had laying around. I had a radio that worked in it and a receiver. And I uh, put a servo in it that I had that I'd taken out of an old uh, Arma Outcast that I had. So I now have that. I don't think it's going to be staying as I don't think I will really use it that much. Being as I have my uh, Techno MT410 and I also have that Ar- the new Arma Creighton, the V4 on the way. So I think I'm just going to end up flipping this. I just got it for a really good price. It was too too uh, too good of a price to pass up. So what I wanted to talk about in this episode, is if you guys haven't already seen, is Axial was teasing a new vehicle. And they have finally released the vehicle, at least uh, for pre-order. I don't think you can actually get it yet. But what it is is the Axial UMG-10. So basically... It looks like a Unimog, but they probably don't have the uh, rights to use that name, so they're calling it the UMG-10, but it's very similar to a Unimog. This is an SCX-10-2 based vehicle that comes as a kit, which is kind of cool. This one also comes with a hard body, which I don't know that Axial has ever released a kit with a hard body, not that I can think of off the top of my head. And this thing has a few, um, it's a 11.4 inch wheelbase, which was what the old uh, Axial Dingo was back in the day. Um, you know, as I said, it comes with a hard body. Um, it also comes with a new set of wheels, and they're actually beadlock wheels, which is really cool. They're called the MW19 beadlock wheels. And a new set of tires come with this that we haven't seen before. 
They are the uh, 1.9 MT45 tires, and those are in the R35 compound, which is Axial's softer compound that they usually release with their kits. Um, this comes with the kit-style transmission that was available with the uh, kit version of the uh, Cherokee. had that lower center of gravity transmission that you could buy the optional parts and convert it to a two-speed. This actually comes with that transmission. Um, unlike the, uh, the raw builder's kit, this comes with aluminum bodied shocks, which is a definite upgrade from the crappy plastic ones that come with the, uh, raw builder's kit. And the body, another cool feature is the body is hinged at the rear. So you can pull your body pins out and flip the whole body back for easy access for changing your batteries and whatnot. It's kind of a cool looking vehicle. Um, definitely something a little different with it being a hard body and being the short wheelbase. We hadn't seen that in a long time from Axial. With the raw builder's kit, you had the option of going with the 11.4 wheelbase or you could go with a 12 inch or the more common 12.3 inch wheelbase. Um, when they were teasing it from the pictures, you could kind of see that it did look like it was going to be a Unimog style body. And, uh, from one of the, from you could see kind of the outline of the nose of the vehicle, which led a lot of people to think it would come with uh, portal axles, because if you don't know, the actual Unimogs do have portal axles in them. However, it did not come with portal axles. It came with the uh, one-piece, it comes with the one-piece SCX-102 axles. Um, a lot of people don't like those, and a lot of people haven't had any problems with them. If you not familiar the older kits the original first uh, SCX 102s that came out they had uh, C hubs that were interchangeable and lockouts on the rear axle that were interchangeable these newer ones do not they are molded into the axle and what a lot of people's concern is if you break that you have to replace the whole axle housing but I believe those axle housings are only like 15 or 20 bucks so it's really not that expensive if you do break them and a lot of guys that I've talked to have run them and ran them hard and not broken them. But a lot of people do, do not still do not like them. That's really about all I had for this episode. I know it's kind of a short one, kind of a quick episode. But I uh, just thought it was worth talking about. You know, with the kind of how uh, Axial hyped it up for a few days before they released it and a lot of people were excited about the new Axial kit, and I'm actually, I actually think it's a pretty cool kit. Um, looks like it's going to be priced at three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's to me that's uh, not not nothing. I'm going to rush out and go get. I'm not a fan of the short eleven point four inch wheelbase. I had an SCX ten, the original SCX ten that had the. 11.4 wheelbase with a uh, had a Toyota hard body on it, and I actually converted it to a 12-inch wheelbase and put a different body on it. Um, the shorter wheelbase, it turns a little sharper, but it kind of takes away from your climbing ability. That shorter wheelbase, it seems like it, the front end wants to lift up and tip over backwards. Um, I don't know that that would be a problem with the Unimog body, because if you're familiar with the Unimog, it's got that big cab up front, so... Looks like a majority of your weight would, would be up front. But I'm just not a fan of that shorter wheelbase. I like 12 or 12.3. Um, 
not a fan of hard bodies either. Uh, it is a good looking body, but I prefer the lightweight of a Lexan body. I'm more performance based. Yeah, the hard bodies you get more detail and they do look better. But for performance, it puts more weight up high. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm ordering brass parts to go onto my axles of my TRX4 to keep weight down low. And I, uh, my TRX4 was originally the uh, uh, Range Rover version, which had a very heavy body. But that body has since gone away. I, and I actually have a... Uh, Proline 66 Chevy body on mine currently, which is an all-Lexan body and uh, much lighter than the original body. So, you know, for me, it's all about keeping that weight down low. That's really about all I had for this episode. So until next time, guys, keep it shiny side up, and we will talk at you later. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the No Budget RC Podcast. I am your host, Eli, and you're listening to episode 45. So we always start off with what is new in my RC garage. Well, we have new since the last episode. I have some uh, brass parts that came in for my uh, Traxxas TRX4. I got some uh, brass steering knuckles. And I also got some brass spring retainers for the shocks. Just adding a little brass to keep some weight down low to help uh, keep that center of gravity low for crawling. I also was browsing my local... uh, offer up app and I came across a Thunder Tiger ST4 G3 roller and the guy had a pretty fair price on it and I was thinking man if I still had that 8th scale brushless system I would pick that up and put it in there but I'd sold my 8th scale brushless system so I looking a little further down on the page and the guy also had the brushless system for sale that came out of there so I made him an offer on both of them He accepted my offer, so I picked it up, and I now have a Thunder Tiger ST4 G3 uh, four-wheel drive Truggy, 8-scale Truggy. I was able to put it together with parts I had laying around. I had a radio that worked in it, and a receiver, and I uh, put a servo in it that I had that I'd taken out of an old uh, Arma Outcast that I had. So I now have that. I don't think it's going to be staying as I don't think I will really use it that much, being as I have my uh, Techno MT410, and I also have that Ar- the new Arma Creighton, the V4, on the way. So I think I'm just going to end up flipping this. I just got it for a really good price. It was too, e- too, uh, too good of a price to pass up. So what I wanted to talk about in this episode, is if you guys haven't already seen, is Axial was teasing a new vehicle, and they have finally released the vehicle at least uh, for pre-order i don't think you can actually get it yet what it is is the axial umg 10 so basically it looks like a unimog but they probably don't have the uh rights to use that name so they're calling it the umg 10 it's very similar to a unimog this is an scx 10-2 based vehicle that comes as a kit which is kind of cool so it also comes with a hard body which i don't know that Axial has ever released a kit with a hard body, not that I can think of off the top of my head. And this thing has a few, um, it's a 11.4 inch wheelbase, which was what the old uh, Axial Dingo was back in the day. Um, you know, as I said, it comes with a hard body. 
Um, it also comes with a new set of wheels, and they're actually beadlock wheels, which is really cool. They're called them the MW19 beadlock wheels. And a new set of tires come with this that we haven't seen before. They are the uh, 1.9 MT45 tires, and those are in the R35 compound, which is Axial's softer compound that they usually release with their kits. Um, this comes with the kit-style transmission that was available with the uh, kit version of the uh, Cherokee. had that lower center of gravity transmission that you could buy the optional parts and convert it to a two-speed. This actually comes with that transmission. Um, unlike the, uh, the raw builder's kit, this comes with aluminum bodied shocks, which is a definite upgrade from the crappy plastic ones that come with the, uh, raw builder's kit. And the body, another cool feature is the body is hinged at the rear. So you can pull your body pins out and flip the whole body back for easy access for changing your batteries and whatnot. It's kind of a cool looking vehicle. Um, definitely something a little different with it being a hard body and being the short wheelbase. We hadn't seen that in a long time from Axial. With the raw builder's kit, you had the option of going with the 11.4 wheelbase or you could go with a 12 inch or the more common 12.3 inch wheelbase. Um, when they were teasing it from the pictures, you could kind of see that it did look like it was going to be a Unimog style body. And, uh, from one of the, from, you could see kind of the outline of the nose of the vehicle, which led a lot of people to think it would come with uh, portal axles, because if you don't know, the actual Unimogs do have portal axles in them. However, it did not come with portal axles. It came with the uh, one-piece, it comes with the one-piece SCX-102 axles. Um, a lot of people don't like those, and a lot of people haven't had any problems with them. If you not familiar, the older kits, the original first uh, SCX-102s that came out, they had uh, C-hubs that were interchangeable and lockouts on the rear axle that were interchangeable. These newer ones do not. They are molded into the axle. And what a lot of people's concern is if you break that, you have to replace the whole axle housing. But I believe those axle housings are only like 15 or 20 bucks, so it's really not that expensive if you do break them. And a lot of guys that I've talked to have run them and ran them hard and not broken them. But a lot of people do, do not still do not like them. That's really about all I had for this episode. I know it's kind of a short one, kind of a quick episode. But I uh, just thought it was worth talking about. You know, with the kind of how uh, Axial hyped it up for a few days before they released it and a lot of people were excited about a new Axial kit. And I'm actually, I actually think it's a pretty cool kit. Um, looks like it's going to be priced at $300. Yeah, that's, to me, that's uh, not, not nothing I'm going to rush out and go get. I'm not a fan of the short 11.4 inch wheelbase. I had an SCX-10, the original SCX-10 that had the 11.4 wheelbase with a, uh, had a Toyota hard body on it, and I actually converted it to a 12-inch wheelbase and put a different body on it. Um, the shorter wheelbase, it turns a little sharper, but it kind of takes away from your climbing ability. That shorter wheelbase, it seems like the front end wants to lift up and tip over backwards. Um, I don't know that that would be a problem with the Unimog body, because if you're familiar with the Unimog, 
it's got that big cab up front, so looks like a majority of your weight would, would be up front. But I'm just not a fan of that shorter wheelbase. I like 12 or 12.3. Um, not a fan of hard bodies either. Uh, it is a good-looking body, but I prefer the lightweight of a Lexan body. I'm more performance-based. Yeah, the hard bodies, you get more detail, and they do look better. But for performance, it puts more weight up high. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm ordering brass parts to go onto my axles of my TRX-4 to keep weight down low. And I, uh, my TRX-4 was originally the uh, uh, Range Rover version, which had a very heavy body. But that body has since gone away. I, and I actually have a... Uh, Proline 66 Chevy body on mine currently, which is an all-Lexan body and uh, much lighter than the original body. So, you know, for me, it's all about keeping that weight down low. But that's really about all I had for this episode. So until next time, guys, keep it shiny side up, and we will talk at you later. Thanks for listening.